This is Come On Kinds with Martin Quilty and Onya Fahmi. Good evening, everybody, and welcome once again here into the studios in KCL or for Come On Kind. We are on season four. This is episode number 13. I am Martin Quilty, and I'm delighted, as always, to be joined by Anya Farrell. Good evening, Anya. How are you this evening? I'm great, thanks, Martin. How are you? I'm great, because you have a busy schedule coming up with all of your beautician appointments <laughs> and the whole lot oh yourself and Lillian was talking about earlier, and I'm stuck in the middle of it, and I promised her I wouldn't do it, but here you go. I don't normally stick to promises but yeah exciting times ahead on you oh so exciting <laughs> anyway let's get down to business and get on to the camogie front because there was a lot of underage games that was going on the weekend obviously there is two big games in UPMC Nolan Park at the weekend and they are the electric minor A All-Ireland final that is going to be taking part between Cork and Waterford after both qualified for the final that game has a 4.30pm throw in Waterford obviously beating Kilkenny in the semi-final while Cork got the better of Galway Miss Farrell who do you see coming away with this one can Waterford claim their very first ever minor All-Ireland title do you know what I think it's going to be a really interesting tussle between the two teams and you know I think just the way Waterford kind of came through the All-Ireland semi-final very hard task for them to do to come up against Kilkenny obviously because like you know that was a good Kilkenny minor team and the fact that Kilkenny that you know Waterford were down to 14 players after 20 minutes and you know managed to actually you know kind of keep the momentum going and keep themselves you know tipping ahead at all stages and then I suppose like had a really good result in the round robin stage against Cork only a few weeks previous I think they're going to have an awful lot of confidence from that and I just think the way Waterford Camogie is certainly going at the moment I really do feel like this could be a really really good year for Waterford and I think Waterford could sneak this minor A and what an achievement that would be for them. Well, what we're talking about my, our Waterford and how good they're going, why are they going so well? Well, it's very simple. To be Cork and Parky Cueve at the weekend in the Munster mm-hmm. semi-final and they are now going to be playing Clare in the Munster final as well. They've won the Division uh, 1A league. They're up into Division 1A for the league next year. Yeah. Their championship is starting in a couple of weeks' time. They are really on the crest of a wave at the minute they're flying but there's a lot of work being put in in the background in Waterford Yeah there certainly is and I feel like there's an awful lot more people that are you know getting behind this Waterford Camogie team and at all age groups not just for their senior girls and I feel like even you know kind of just keeping an eye on like social media and things like that they really are like you know uh, promoting the girls promoting their games at all ages at all ages and you know for their senior team as well and you're dead right like having to go down to Cork or having to go down to Cork yeah, yeah to and, and I think and it's the first time they beat them in Cork yeah I was just going to say it was their first time kind of beating them beating them down there and like you know that's a huge huge result for Waterford Camogie and in that regards and you know it's really setting them up nicely for the start of their championship campaign you know to be fair I think they would have been quite wounded after their All-Ireland semi-final last year you know in the manner I suppose in which you know 
Cork had beaten them. Waterford started off so brilliantly, you know, kept Cork scoreless, I think, for the first 20 minutes 20, of that. Near, nearly 25 minutes, yeah, I think, before Cork know, like, got on the scoreboard. This is it. And, you know, I think, you know, Ashing Thompson obviously coming into the field of play there was a, was a massive, you know, boost for Cork that day. But, like, certainly I think Waterford they really are heading in the right direction and they're putting themselves in a position and imposing themselves to be certainly one of the top contenders for the O'Duffy Cup as well this year and they're starting off with a Munster final to uh, look look forward to. Do you think the success of the intermediate team is, or the senior team actually, yeah. sorry, um, is feeding down to all of the age groups because the under-16s have progressed well in Munster. Um, they didn't get any of the finals as far as I know because I didn't see any results coming up in it, but they had good results in the, the format. The, say it for me, the round-robin yeah. series of it. Um, the minors are now in the, their first ever minor All-Ireland title. Yeah. Is the success filtering down to everybody starting from the under 14s because their development squads are going early mm. and they're doing uh, camps there's Easter camps going on that the Camogie players are running is that filtering down? Is that helpful? Yeah, I really do. I think it's like I think it's so important, especially for young guys. And you know, it's vitally important, I suppose, for a minor level that you know minor players can actually see their senior counterparts, um, you know, going really well and like being successful because that's obviously the step next step in stone for them. They want to be able to progress onto that team. And you know, that Waterford team is very very young there as well at the moment. And I wouldn't be surprised, you know, if you might see one or two of that that minor team probably being drafted into the senior squad. You know, once once this weekend is over and done with and you know, I think they're going to be add, uh, you know, a massive addition to that panel. But definitely, I think with the more success that we're seeing the Waterford Senior Camogie have, it certainly is filtering the down. And, it's it, and it helps. Like, And I think, you know, like success breeds success. We've and said it's having that before, that, yeah. The winning mentality. And you can certainly see it's doing the world of good in Waterford at the moment. So give us your predictions. Again, the Cork and Waterford minor game. I'm going, to go for, I'm going to go for Waterford I really okay. really would love to see Waterford win this All-Ireland Right it's obviously part of a double header uh, as soon as I can get it up because I think it is the two teams that I'm thinking of but I just want to be sure uh, it is because the game preceding it at 2.30pm is the Electric Ireland Minor A Shields competition which is going to be between Antrim and Limerick that's a big one. That's a big journey for Antrim Marie to come down, isn't it? And they're actually, I, as far as I know, they're delighted to come. Yeah, to, but to you know Kilkenny. what? I think, like, I think it, they would be because I suppose, like, for these young girls, they probably haven't had the opportunity to pay, play in a lot of county grounds, so to speak. Like, you know, the big county grounds, the likes of your Semple Stadiums, the likes of your Nolan Park. You know, they probably haven't had that opportunity, and I think for them, they'll be kind of loving that. It is a massive journey to come down, uh, playing Limerick in it. That's going to be. Yes, but the only thing I suppose when you're looking at the motorway, like, I mean, I make. Yeah, Belfast easily in a little over two and a half hours maybe two and three quarter hours like there's no traffic lights now yeah. literally from my front door the whole way to Belfast and I hope you're keeping within the speed limit of course I never break the speed limit on you and herself will testify to that because I'd even in the company wagon I don't break the speed limit <laughs> um, but look it, it, it certainly is and I agree with you on that I mean Nolan Park yeah. is a nice venue. You have stands almost on every side mm-hmm. of it, along with the terrace at the bottom of it, etc. As well, it has a capacity of twenty-seven thousand. You're not going to get twenty-seven thousand people, I don't think, into it. And it proved it at the minor All Ireland final last year in the boys when 
Northern Park was full between mm-hmm. Tipperary and uh, Offaly. Yeah. Huge crowd in it. Yeah. Great atmosphere. Mm-hmm. You put all them into Crow Park with 82,000 and they're all squashed in together and they can't be heard or that way. It's important to have nice venues with yeah. a bit of atmosphere and I, th- I think, well, Northern Park is certainly one of the best venues in that for atmosphere-wise. Yeah, it certainly is. Like, And I definitely think, you know, for the likes of a minor All-Ireland final, be it, the, you know, the cup final or the Shield, final or whatever the case may be I think it is very important to have it in a stadium you know like you know one of the main stadiums across the country I think it's really important for these girls to be able to you know gain that experience in playing in like these big stadiums and I know listen we know that it's not going to be you know filled to capacity but I genuinely think Antrim are going to bring a massive massive crowd to this game like they love travelling down for the, for games like this and I think you know they really are going to bring an awful lot of support and I think Antrim Kamoki is going really well at the moment it is. and I would be expecting Antrim to come out of victory in this as well the biggest crowds underage last year at any event was the under 16 and the minor all earned yeah and I'm not surprised it, it wouldn't surprise me at all to be honest which I think I think when it comes to underage um, I think you know crowds of people literally follow them and you know and I suppose that's probably got a lot to do with girls probably not driving themselves yeah. and you know whatever and you know parents having to go that but I do think there's there is such a really really good support for uh, all underage games so you're picking Antrim in this one I'm going to go with Antrim in this one yeah Okay, well, for our friends in Antrim, Limerick, Cork, and Waterford, don't forget that parking restrictions will obviously be uh, around UPMC Nolan Park. And to please make sure that you park safely and properly, because if it's anything like big match day here in the city of Kilkenny, <laughs> the clampers will be out and about. And the last thing you want to do is come to a camogie game and have to pay a bloody fee to get a clamp off of your car. There is nothing as bad. Uh, I do believe. It will be the same. McDonough Junction has parking uh, facilities available, and it's only two fifty for three hours. Like I mean, it's really for nothing. So you know, there's plenty of places available that you can use. Um, not only McDonough Junction, but there is other places as well. But it is handy, and it's near UPMC Nolan Park as well. So just be aware. Come early, enjoy the festivities. And Bridget Ryan and Jill, if you're listening, you never know. You might have cake. <laughs> Who knows? We'll wait and see. Talking about minor finals, Carlow were playing in the semi-final of the Electric Ireland Minor B Championship where they came up against Leeson. Carlow were missing a lot of their regulars, let's say, as they took on Leash in Banagher last Saturday. Um, and unfortunately, it was victory for Leash on a final scoreline of 3.15 to 6 points but in the other semi-final Roscommon and Westmeath played one another Roscommon coming out on top of that one 2.10 to 1.5 so it's going to be Leash and Roscommon and Leash played Dublin today in the A Shield under 16 Leinster final it was a cracker of a game to be fair to them and Leash put it up to Dublin for a lot of that game as well but Dublin just coming away with a 1 point victory and I did promise that if Rachel was listening she's the manager of Dublin uh, on the way back or later on that I would give her a mention so Rach well done today on the victory um, she puts in an awful lot of work in Dublin as well as all of our coaches around the place do so yeah well done to Dublin on that one we might actually talk about them later on but commiserations to Carlo disappointment for the girls themselves they were probably up against it because they had played Leash in the round robin series as well and Leash had a fairly comfortable win but mm-hmm. when you're missing a number 
number of your key players that's going to be down due to other circumstances etc it is a, a tough task but um, still getting to an all earned semi-final not a bad old feat no certainly not and I suppose like you know when you're getting to that kind of it and the, when you're getting to those stages of these championships it's only going to have the players gaining a lot more experience and you know what they'll learn from it you know obviously it's going to you know hurt them for a while but I think you know these are these are very positive steps for Carlo Camogie and you know huge congratulations there to Leash as well Well obviously we have to mention Ross Common because a good friend of ours Theresa Rowe is involved with Ross Common up there as well and they are partaking in the minor final which will be in Burr on Sunday at 3 o'clock so to Theresa and all of the Roscommon crew because Theresa is a former Kilkenny woman well when I say former she's living in Roscommon are you ever really former if you move away from a place there's a question for you now well, like a leopard a leopard can change its spots but if you're living in Roscommon for I don't know how long trees is up there I'm going to say rare, 10 or 15 years or whatever now because I mean she's from where Carrick Shock no she's from Roscommon so she's originally from Roscommon no. but she married a Kilkenny man then is it no and how did she end up in Carrick Shock then the devil knows God almighty, I don't know. <laughs> but anyway, my question still stands. If you move away from a county and you are from a county, can you ever be from another county? Do you ever change? Like, you know, are you still classed as a blown when you go to a different place? Oh yeah, I think you're always classed as a blown unless you're from the area. <laughs> really, aren't you? In the in a nice way. Oh, in a nice way? Yeah, in a mm. nice way. See I the quagmire have opened up there. Uh, <laughs> right, so that, that's the B. I'm put opening up plenty of quagmires, I can tell you this evening, so I am. Uh, the C final. Anya Farrell, Kerry. Yes. Are flying. Absolutely. And they're also in the C minor final, where they're going to come up against <laughs> Down on Saturday. No venue on that one yet. Kerry coming away with a 313 to 29 victory over Wicklow, while Down and Armagh. One point in it in the end. 11 points to 10 down getting that final spot against Kerry. And like Waterford, I mean, Kerry are going so well. They're the Division 2A mm-hmm. champions. Yep. They're now gone up to 1B. You said it before. Success breeds success. Mm-hmm. Those girls are now looking up to their peers higher up the ladder when they go to the adult level and seeing this. Well, that team can do well. We can do well. Yeah. Can... Kerry come along and get a minor final a minor championship can they be All-Ireland minor C champions I don't see why not I think you know they've they've their foot in the door certainly now at this stage and I think you know the work that's been done in Kerry and I suppose Paula has often alluded to that like she's often said that the, the amount of work that they're doing in Kerry and I think you know they rec- they had like a new club there maybe last year or the year before so there's new clubs kind of popping up as well and I think Kerry Camogie are just getting stronger and stronger and I think a lot of that is down to again their, their intermediates or their senior senior players as well as kind of setting a standard and the younger players then looking on this and seeing that you know the, this is an opportunity for them and I think the big thing they are being Kerry got, getting to play in, in Crow Park this year for the league final I think that's really going to spur on the, the Camogie promotion down in Kerry so yeah it would be great for Kerry Camogie to see them win a minor all minor is a stepping stone for adult level and once you get through that once you get through that pillar like you know it really does help you move on Right we were talking about provincial championships earlier on with Waterford advancing to the Munster final against Clare probably a novel pairing that no one would have predicted that at the start of the year Clare overcoming Limerick in their semi-final so that game uh, don't have a 
time or uh, a date on that at the minute. Well, to be fair, I didn't really check Munster Camogie to see, but um, we'll we'll have a look around and see. But our provincial championships in Kilkenny will be getting underway because the senior semi-finals are going to be taking part at the weekend. And <coughs> I'm just getting confirmation from the boss. And uh, no, so I can't chat about that part of it. But the intermediate championship, the quarterfinals are down for decision and Kilkenny are going to be taking on Dublin mm-hmm. in the quarterfinal. That is a home game for Kilkenny. There is no venue on that one currently at the minute, but it is on Saturday. So after their league exploits and bringing Cork to a replay, Cork coming away with it in the end. It's the start of their Leinster journey. We know what happened before in Leinster when they come up against Leash and Leash beat them, etc. This seems to be, I don't know, a more balanced team. Can they come away with a victory against Dublin? Yeah, I think so. I think like listen, obviously, you know, there, there was a little bit of disappointment when they when they didn't win the the league final, but like I think you know, getting that extra game against Cork, I, I really feel like the management team will management team will have learned an awful lot, and you know, they did try out an awful lot of players throughout the league, but I certainly think like you know, there could potentially be a couple of changes maybe up for the mix as well, because you know, this Leinster campaign is going to be about experimenting too and really kind of you know setting in stone a team potentially for um, an All Ireland Championship. So yeah, you might see a couple of uh, from a couple of new faces maybe kind of coming into the fray there but I'm sure they'll be trying to really steady like you know steady down certain positions there and trying to nail down a couple of spots but I think you know I think Kilkenny Intermediates are in a really really good place at the moment and I would be expecting them to come away with a victory against Dublin The producer has come up trumps again the Munster final is on the 13th of May and it's part of a double header with one of the Munster Senior Championship games in there so there should be a big crowd mm. at that one uh, before we move on to Saturday because so you're going with Kilkenny for yep. to beat Dublin yep Carlo and Leash is the other quarterfinal that's on this weekend it's actually on Wednesday evening um the 3rd of May and it's at 7.30pm in Netwatch Cullen Park it's Carlo versus Leash Carlo on a high at the minute on you they've won the Division 3A title yep. they are flying uh, Leash had a disappointment league I suppose when you look at it from their point of view um, how do you see this one going? I think Carlo definitely I think Carlo really really going in a really good direction at the moment um, and I think they have have this newfound belief in themselves again and something that we really want to see with Carlo Camogie and I just think that they really are heading in the right direction and I can't see anything but a Carlo win from this as well Okay, so there's only two quarterfinals down for decision anyway, and those are the two quarterfinals. So you're going for Carlo mm-hmm. and Kilkenny to progress in the Leinster Championship. Yep. Okay, that's at the intermediate level, I should say. Right, moving along then to the senior semi-finals, and there was uh, games played at the weekend, so the semi-final pairings have been confirmed, and Meath are playing Dublin. That is going to be in a Meath venue, while Westmeath and Kilkenny are going to be playing one another in uh, TEG Cusick Park in Mullingar. That is a 12.30 by agreement of both of the counties. But maybe we move back to last weekend and to the quarterfinals. Westmeath's win over Mulling or uh, Westmeath's win over Offaly. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there was only a point or two in it in the end. Significant or expected? I think expected, but 
I would have potentially thought there would have been more in it if I'm honest I think certainly I think Westmead are you know one of the teams to kind of keep an eye on as well uh, but I think you know it's certainly they're going to have a massive task again this weekend but I do think you know they are going to relish an opportunity to play Kilkenny in a, in a Leinster semi-final Before we go on to that one because we are going to preview that one in a minute I suppose the other game then it has Meath and Dublin Meath was waiting for the winners of Dublin and Wexford mm-hmm. Dublin coming away with victory in that one. Yeah, and I'm and I'm I'm not going to lie. I'm shocked. I genuinely thought Wexford would come out with a victory in that. And you know, I you know, I think I think I suppose the way I suppose Dublin's league campaign getting relegated, it was kind of this Leinster campaign. It's going to be it's going to be massive for Dublin. It's like we Is need to find a way with a kickstart. No, yeah, like I think so. I think like certainly getting that victory over Wexford. I think that's a really really good. Um, really, really good um, opportunity for them, and I think if they can get over the Meads, if they can get over the the next day, I think set themselves up in a Leinster final. I think it'll bring that bit of confidence back into the panel that they needed because you know this Leinster campaign it was either going to be, you know excuse my language shit or bust for them if I'm being honest like it really was it was going to like if they hadn't to qualify if they hadn't to get past the first game were we going to see a serious demise in Dublin Camogie and but now the fact that they have got on it I think it's actually going to help them towards their championship campaign and that's what they're looking to and I suppose they probably had an awful lot of questions to answer to their Dublin supporters to the management self but I, I think for themselves as well they know they're not that bad they know that they can compete like it was only a couple of years ago that they were in an All-Ireland semi-final they were in a Leinster final against last us. year against yeah you know, exactly the Leinster final last year against Kilkenny as well below in Leash which was in No More Park in yeah. No More Park yeah like and you know do you know what the scoreline mightn't reflect it but Dublin really put the pressure on to Kilkenny that day as well so I think this really is you know a, a perfect opportunity for you know to get Dublin back on the train tracks and get them going and get them in gear for championship Well we know that the final is going to be in UPMC Northern Park so can Kilkenny and Dublin renew rivalries in the final can Dublin overcome Meath can Kilkenny overcome West Meath or where do you see the parents for the final coming Yeah I think like and it's no disrespect to West Meath like you would have to be looking at Kilkenny to come out to come out with a victory in that now in say that you know there's probably going to be an awful lot of you know is Brian kind of really going to start off cementing a team now that he's going to be using for championship or is he going to be giving other girls an opportunity I'm sure there's some girls that probably didn't play a whole lot of time during the league so he's going to want to get them in get them get them having a run out they haven't had a game in five or six weeks either now a, a competitive game yeah. in five or six weeks um, you know so this he's probably going there is going to be a, little, a few cobwebs that he's going to have to dust off the guards there as, there as well but you would be expecting Kenny to come out with a victory in that in the other one Meath against Dublin I think that's going to be a humdinger of a game I really really do for Dublin's sake I'd love to see them go forward but I genuinely think Meads I think Meads could give us a shock in that and come out of victory OK so go with it Mead. could be a Meads Kilkenny final Yeah and I think that would be really really good for Meads really good for Meath Camogie well we saw what happened the last time that Meath and Kilkenny played mm-hmm. each other it was in the quarter final of it wasn't the Leinster was it the league that it was played in Banagher Kilkenny were two points ahead mm-hmm. Meath got a last minute goal went on and won the game by a point and that was only was that last year or the year before it wasn't I last year was it think. I can't remember. I know. I, I definitely know, know that you. What I did last week. Like, last time. <laughs> what was going you're, on? You're too young for that now. But anyway, so you're going for Kilkenny and Meath yeah. to uh, advance to the senior mm. Leinster final. 
Right, okay, obviously, big weekend for Leinster because the underage matches were on. There was four games in Fenna yesterday um, and we were well hosted by Carlo Camogie and Carlo GAA in uh, the training centre there, Netwatch Training Centre in Fenna. And it was the B and C uh, under 16 finals and Carlo had two teams in the final this time they had the cup final against Kildare and they were also in the C final uh, also against Kildare um, and it was Carlo B versus Kildare B and it's the first time Carlo has had two teams mm. at under 16 level um, and it was great to see that so I watched the Carlo B and Kildare B game and Kildare were by far the strongest team but look it was great that Carlo got to the final uh, in the and it was the cup final as well at the sea so um, well done to Carlo and all the the team there um, and well done to the the management team uh, as well that I'm trying to think of who it was it was um, Anthony O'Brien I think and Davy Holden uh, was there with them so well done to them in the other game though Carlo and Kildare and I didn't get to see this one because I was watching the Kilkenny B game Carlo came away with a one point victory against a very hotly fancied Kildare in that game um, and they were absolutely delighted in Carlo with the victory and they don't win too many matches mm-hmm. when it comes to that so fair play to everyone involved in Carlo on winning the B under 16 Leinster final yeah it's great and it just shows that really Carlo Camogie is getting stronger and stronger and it's, it's great to see teams competing in Leinster finals and also competing in you know minor All-Ireland semi-finals and things like that it's really really bowing well for them it's great yeah I think actually Car- that Carlo team beat Kilkenny in the semi-final if I'm yeah. not mistaken so um, yeah well done to everybody there right Kilkenny B then was obviously playing in the Shield final because of the fact that Carlo did beat them and they were up against Dublin B and it was level at half time and it was a humdinger of a game and we were looking at that dirty word that we call extra time for long periods of the game but Dublin just shaded it that little bit and probably were a little bit more hungrier uh, than Kilkenny on the day and came away with a one point victory and they were delighted it was heartbreak for Kilkenny because mm. they had so many chances um, going into the forward line they just the old adage they just did not convert the chances that they had yeah. could have won it probably should have won it mm-hmm but when you don't convert the chances you're not going to win No certainly not I suppose obviously it's disappointing for Kilkenny and you know we would have loved to have you know obviously had a Leinster title for the for the girls because you know there's an awful lot of they're not putting in an awful lot of effort over the Well in particular about that team because they yeah. don't go any further there's no all in competition like, it's, for it's, them It really is heartbreak for them because like it's kind of come to the end of the road now the only thing is at least like you know they have the opportunity to go back to their clubs and that and you know they're probably after gaining some valuable experience um, and then you know some of them might even move up into the A panel as well you never know well you never know there's plenty of scope to do that also well done to our friends in Wicklow and Louth great to see so much work being done in Louth and Wicklow as well Wicklow coming away with that victory in that game um, and well done to everybody involved there and I have to give a special shout out to Bree the Donnelly up in Wicklow because she probably is Mrs Wicklow and uh, Mrs Camogie up there she's a great woman and has been there for many a year um, so well done 
done to all of the work that's been done in both of those counties uh, because it's so nice to see it and we need counties like Louth and Wicklow to uh, to be progressing. Another big day today out in Park Shemestiafon out on the Kells Road where the under 16A Championship Finals the Cup Final and the Shield Final took place and I was at the Dublin and Leash Shield Final and by God only fact this was a cracker this was a cracker Leash tore out of the blocks they were I think 1-3 to a point ahead at one stage and they went in level at 9 points apiece 1-6 to 2-3 at half time there was looking like no separating them at all at all there was a good few injuries in the second half so there was a lot of stoppage uh, time in it uh, and Leash had it in the grasp of their hands they were reduced to 14 players unfortunately when one of the midfielders uh, was red carded and Dublin as Dublin always do they smell a bit of blood yeah. they go for the juggler and they just came away with a one point victory the yeah. heartbreak for Leash to yeah. be fair to them because they were probably they shaded it a small little bit on the the, the team itself like yeah. um I, I thought Dublin were slow to start they probably weren't as fluid as they normally were but look it's great to see Leash contesting the uh, the A Championship um, as well and commiserations to them there was a lot of good performances for Leash I have to say that uh, Jessica Keegan um, from St. Bridget's outstanding um, so she was as well as Charlie Delaney um, and if I'm not mistaken it was uh, Charlie that was actually brought off um, with a, a knee it looked like a knee injury mm-hmm. and lasty enough there now so we um, and I hope I'm getting the name right but I'm I'm, I'm 99% sure it's the number four that was taken off so we wish uh, Charlie the very best in her recovery and hopefully it's not too serious um, at all at all um, but yeah look uh, Dublin just as they do they just shade yeah. it a they small they never give up really do they they're never really beaten you know yeah. and at underage I mean the it's probably disappointment for their minor team that they didn't do too well at all mm-hmm. but look there's the under 16s they have two Leinster titles they're after winning the, the B yeah. shield and the C shield um, or the A shield and the B shield I should say um, so look I mean we, we need Dublin to be up at the top of the, the table as mm-hmm. well to be competing the same as Leash we need Leash to be doing well and there's great work yeah. being put in there as well um, so well done to everybody involved there which meant obviously that the cup final was going to be between old rivals Kilkenny and Wexford I mean they played one another in the Le- Leinster Minor Championship today in the Hurlers we have to congratulate the Hurlers on their victory there now in the Leinster final as well against Galway um, they're playing Wexford in the under 20 Leinster semi-final next Wednesday week on the 10th which I think is a home game in UPMC Nolan Park as well so we wish Mark Dowling and the under 20s the very best of luck but today was the under 16 Camogie girls venture against the Yellow Bellies of Wexford and they were winning comfortably enough at half time it was 2-2 to three points I think at half time and it's ended up 3-10 to nine points in favour of the Kilkenny girls and they now prepare to go into the all Ireland series which is starting uh, next week I think as well so well done to everybody involved there um, and well done to all of the team and the management so yeah good good weekend overall for the the A team um, commiserations to the B team but look the future is bright for us mm-hmm. here in Kilkenny with all of the talent is there 
that's what we like to see certainly is great for the under 16 needs to be winning the Leinster final and I suppose you know that's really going to work well for them heading into their All-Ireland Championship stage I think it's next weekend they're out I don't know actually who they're out against but um, yeah the under 16 All-Ireland yeah um, um, like they have a couple of games in that now I know they'll obviously have the break then for the leaving cert so you know they'll have a couple or the junior cert I should say so they'll have a couple of weeks off that but then like you know they're still competing towards you know towards July so like you know they'll uh, have they're going to the rag on Sunday okay. uh, the 7th at 2 o'clock to take on Tipperary you know that's a, you know that's going to be a massive test for them I think you know in the first day out but I think you know certainly winning a Leinster title there today you know it's going to bring on a massive bit of confidence for that team and hopefully listen you know the All-Ireland the All-Ireland goes just as well for them as well it certainly is so we have a couple of matches on um, for the under 16A starting at the weekend Cork is taking on Limerick that's in the Cork Camogie grounds in Black Rock at oh excuse me at 3 o'clock on Saturday that game is at Sunday then is Kilkenny and Tipperary at 2 o'clock in the rag and the other game is between Wexford and Galway it's also down for 7th of May which is Sunday uh, there's no time or venue on that game yet so we will have to wait and see what the story is with that right the under 16A shield competition will get underway at the weekend and there's only one game with that and if I was to call out the name is on the website uh, I would be calling Clare versus Dub Lion. So there's obviously a misspelling there somewhere along the line, but it is clear in Dublin is going to play on the 7th of May with no throwing time um, there yet uh, or no venue on that one. So we'll uh, keep a close eye on that one. Uh, Carlo will get their proceedings underway at under 16B when they take on Mayo in uh, Group A of that game while in Group B there is two games down for decision that is Meath versus Down and Derry versus Armagh and all those games are down for Sunday I uh, just want to be sure there was no two groups in the uh, Shield competition which there wasn't and in the Under 16C competition there's two games down for decision then as well uh, in the first round of the Round Robin series Cavan is going to take on Tyrone and Donegal is going to take on Le- out. So well done to everybody there and well done to Leinster Council and everybody involved there as well for a fantastic weekend of sport and uh, in particular to Linda Kenny and all her team there for uh, a well-run competition um, and everything was done to perfection as always and the best facilities in the whole lot are always got for the players themselves and to all our officials that was out at the weekend which brings us on Fahi to the biggest topic in the world of sport at the minute is referees respect abuse and actually I was just looking online with all the furore that was going on um, in our own county I actually spotted somebody was after uh, tweeting it and I don't know how it came up on my timeline but there was a soccer match in Australia where the referee had his jaw broken mm-hmm. yeah. by a spectator um, and it's actually so frightening to watch it the poor fellow was trying to talk afterwards he thought the I think it was the opposition goalkeeper was yeah. actually trying to help him and trying to sit him down and get him and he's like my jaw is broken like the poor man I mean absolutely I mean, it's like, disgraceful it's a serious thump like I feel like it's something that we might see in like love hate or kin or you know you might see it in like an that. MMA wrestling it just, or oh, it was nasty martial arts or something yeah. but absolutely disgraceful um, what is going on in that 
person should certainly see jail time for that but it brings us on to the whole topic again of mm-hmm. refereeing abuse and we've been this is season four we started yeah. this back in season one yeah. it's now three seasons on so we're looking at two years that we've been talking about referees respect abuse towards match officials etc but for everybody that probably knows at this stage there was a local referee here in Kilkenny that was doing an underage game and I won't say what grade because we said we wouldn't um, you know or the teams that was involved yeah. in it but he got abuse at the game done his due diligence and the protocols and done everything that he was supposed to do but unfortunately 48 hours later received a handwritten letter sent to his home address which is more frightening than anything else but mm-hmm. in the letter it was of a threatening nature towards himself and his family uh, and wished harm on the referee as well in terms of an illness that a lot of people in this country suffer gravely from and people can see mm-hmm. the hurt and the pain that that disease causes as well and for somebody to wish that on somebody else is absolutely disgusting um, but here we are again and it yeah. all culminated in the referees in Kilkenny downing the whistles putting the notebooks away and retracting or withdrawing services for the weekend games which have garnered in fairness Mm -hmm. from a lot of corners around the sporting organisations in Ireland and a lot of clubs outside of Kilkenny etc it seems to be all positive were they right? Um, Yeah I think they certainly were I think you know first and foremost to that referee we're obviously not going to name any names Um, if he does listen I just want to you know say very sorry for what he had to receive and what him and his family have obviously had to go through because it's not nice for anyone Um, but I think you know certainly he did the right thing by you know making it known to you know the referees what he was after receiving and you know it certainly was in my opinion I think it was definitely the right decision for referees to you know down whistles for the weekend and you know it just goes to show that you know we need our referees and without our referees we can't have matches and you know this strike as simple and all as it was it has probably caused havoc for fixtures going forward for the next couple of weeks because all the games that we're on will now need to be rescheduled but something does seriously need to be done about this like this is another human being and to be able to write a letter of that degree you know it just it really just it, to be honest with you it just showed that the, the person that you know wrote this letter is a coward and you know just has no I would say self-respect for themselves or anybody around them um, to be portraying words like that onto a letter and what they did um, you know I, I really think you know if they were you know a brave human being they would just you know put their he- hand up um, sorry I won't say brave if they were a decent human being they would hold their hands up um, they would admit that what they were after doing and they would get send they would give an apology for what they were absolutely doing at the end of the day these are only games and um, there's more important things to life um you know than you know decisions that a referee might make on the pitch at the end of the day you know there is an awful lot more problems going on in the world and you know a referee or anybody in general should not have to receive a letter threatening him his family and wishing ill health on him either um 
I am totally in support of what the referees did. I think it had to be done. I think this is only going to be the start of it. I do think that something has to be done about it. And I often wonder, you know, this punishment of, you know, match bans, that can't be marshaled. We can't, we're, we are not going to be physically able to, you know, no, marshal this. we were talking this. about this off air before yeah. we even came on tonight. And we can't, like, who's to say, who's to say if you, Martin, get banned for six matches? Well, uh, let's talk about it, right? The, the man that was involved with the leaching incident, everybody knows at this stage it's been reported on we have to be very careful because obviously the what we're talking about at the mm. minute is still under guard investigation so yeah. we're very careful about what we put out here obviously at this moment in time and we're not going to mention clubs even though it is online etc yeah. we're not going to mention the referee involved um, you know we're, we're very very careful uh, to do stuff like that but the gentleman in question that abused Lee Chin got a 48 week ban and he just made the point right that there was potential that he was at the Tipperary and Clare mm. game uh recently if it if, did if he was if he was yeah, yeah, we're, yeah. we're just saying if he yeah, was right? yeah. we're not saying he was yeah. but there'd be nothing stopping that gentleman from going to a game in no. Kenny say Tullerone or going to O'Loughlin's or coming Anywhere. to Nolan Park or wherever go up the country to a match because you don't know no you don't know, and like it's like, not so as if where 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 is the ban? Like I mean, this okay, is it. like it's not. I, as I could tell I could tell you right the, as the fixture chairman or whatever, and coming along, and you go before uh, a THDC, which we have in Camogie, etc., and you are told yeah. you're going to get a four week ban. Yeah. What's the start? Right. But, like but you're told you have a four-week ban. But there's nothing stopping you from going down the road to Waterford and going no. to a match down there. You can go to Crow Park and watch a Camogie match up there, etc. You can't police it. Like, mm-hmm. so where is the ban? Where do you stop? Where Where's the punishment for it? But this is it. Like, it's not as if, like, you need to have your passport to go into a local GA match or a local Camogie match or a lo- local ladies gilling football. No. It's not as if when you scan your passport that they're going to say access denied or whatever the case may be. I think, like, I don't, it's not a punishment. And I often wonder, like, would you be kind of, you know, is would punishment enough be making that person turn around and actually go referee matches? Give oh him God a couple of. Do you know, like you know, would that would that be a case in point of doing it? I do think that you would. I do think you probably have to look at maybe a financial punishment. You know, something that's actually going to hit them, hit them, hit them at home. Like you know, it's not. I just I don't see the point in the forty eight week ban when it cannot be marshaled or any week ban or you know six week ban or ban from any match. I don't know how it can be marshaled. I genuinely don't. It's the same as like you know saying like oh we're going to revoke someone's club membership or whatever the case may be. That's fine. It's still not going to something. They mightn't be a member of a club, but they still get to go to matches. Mm. You know, it to me, it just doesn't make sense. But again, I don't make the rules. I'm just giving my opinion. Yeah, on no, it. And, and that's all this is, is an opinion between yeah. both of us here. Like, because we've been at this for so long and everyone is saying, bans needs to be harsher and there has to be more punishment coming down that. But I mean, if you're banned, who's notified but this is it, that like, you're banned? But I, I don't know. I don't you know. know that, I mean, we, we have everything going from GDPR, etc. That, yeah. you know, you're not even supposed to put email addresses down on it now that you have to BCC everyone so the email addresses are not visible if you're sending emails to yeah. somebody and yet you're getting a ban within a sporting organisation but sure I mean look it's the very same as if a judge comes along and they disqualify someone from driving from five years and they take your driver's licence off you and you get in behind the wheel of a car and you go off and you still drive because mm. you say to hell with this like why I'm just going to do it anyway yeah I don't know like, but I feel like and that's not comparing by the way now uh, what went on between yeah. the referees and etc we're, we're just making the point like 
like how can you enforce a ban on someone like is it the case where you're going to have to go along and hold a membership card or something like your driver's yeah, license like, that yeah. if you go to a game well you have to put your produce your card and if you are banned or whatever that you know it comes up and it's scanned sorry but then who enforces the ban like can you stop someone going into a pitch no but then again like you know <laughs> let's be let's be realistic about it here is a, a little bit like you know if you were like I totally get that it's probably the only thing that's going to do that every club member who wants to go to a match is going to have to have a card but then again you're going to have all your kids are going to have to have cards as well if they want to get into matches if you're buying them tickets online there can be some way that the ticket can actually be uploaded onto this card and then you're going to have all the clubs are all going to have to get these <coughs> electronic devices to scan something going in or whatever the case may be that's fine but Martin put it like this I'm at a local match down in Schlieveroo and you're after being banned for four weeks from a match and you come along with your card or whatever the case may be and it goes access tonight am I going to turn around and say hey just nip in there and say nothing <laughs> that's yeah. what's going to happen like it is going like that is now it mightn't necessarily happen like you know at the bigger inter-county matches because you're not obviously going to know somebody well you mightn't know anybody on the gate there or whatever the case may be but I think when it comes to local matches it's not going to stop anything you're still going to be able to get into all your matches um, I don't think handing down bans it's re- I think it's pointless I really do I think it's pointless handing down a ban because but something has to it. be done something has to be done like, and I genuinely think it's going to have to be a thing of like fines and like it shouldn't be the club being fined because of someone's actions because at the end of the day the club didn't the club hasn't done anything you know it should be the person should be fined should be fined themselves and I think that's the only I think we're I think the only way it's going to be taken serious is if it's actually hitting people's pockets and I, I do think like we we often see it like you know I just think you need to go a little bit deeper and this this match ban I just think is absolutely crazy it's not it's not as if like it's a player and yes okay you can control that they're not going to be able to play because they have like a three week, three week match ban or whatever the case may be you can't stop someone going into a pitch for a match it can't be marshalled there's no way it can be done do you get them to you know pay pay a fine do you get them to you know maybe go take the refereeing course themselves make them sit down do the exams make them actually referee matches and see how they feel about it Well I actually had this discussion uh, last Friday night with Eddie Scally on Scoreline for anyone that may have heard it but that day last Friday I was actually reading an article that came out that all of the agents within FIFA now have to go and pass an exam to be an agent because they're trying to regulate everything and make sure Mm. you know you haven't the cowboys out there that's trying to pull the quick one etc etc and 58% of the so-called and I use air quotes agents Mm. failed the FIFA exam and my question to Eddie Scally was and he is a manager as well if you put all of the managers both club inter-county etc and made them take the online course which is available to all of the referees now online Mm -hmm. and got them to sit the rules test that the referees have to sit every year how many of them managers would actually pass the referees rule test now the pass rate for a club referee I think is 80% the pass rate for an inter-county referee is 94% Right, mm-hmm. you have ninety percent of the referees know the rule book inside out and are going to get one hundred percent the whole time. Yeah, all of the club referees, averaging, are out are between ninety two and ninety eight percent. Some getting the hundred percent the whole time as mm-hmm. well. How many managers would do it? Like if I asked you to go on and do the camogie rules test and no, I'm not trying to put you on the spot or anything that I'd way but it. literally it, it is it. a question like I'd fail it 100% I would I would fail it and no we will not be getting Anya to take that test um, 
I yeah no I definitely think I would feel it and I think the majority of managers would as well I honestly do I think they would I think they would feel it So should something like that be brought in because you can't go out and you can't referee a game unless you pass all of your mm-hmm. exams so you do your interest or your uh, in-service etc um, you have all the different exams that comes with it etc the final piece of that jigsaw puzzle is the rules test because you obviously have to know the rules yeah. to go referee so if you were a coach or a manager you have to have your guard vetting you have to have your coach coaching qualifications you have to have your safeguarding etc and I'm probably going to get lambasted for this now as well (laughs) but why should you not have a search to say well yes I passed the rules test for either Camogie or GEA I know the rules and therefore I can go and be a coach now the coaches are probably going to give out to me and say well Jesus we have enough to be doing between (laughs) red tape with guard vetting and foundation now there is but like I mean what gives you the right to go as a coach or manager or a selector out onto a pitch and berate a referee mm. for something that you know nothing about in the first place because yeah. you've done no test to say whether you're qualified to be a referee or not yeah like you know I, I'll pay devil's advocate on, the, on this now as well I think that would definitely stop people getting involved in the sport because I think like there is currently a lot of now a lot of red tape and I'm saying this looking down because I can see the child welfare officer is actually just staring just don't me look at her. there be honest but like there is there is a lot of red tape and you know I have found that it kind of weans people off getting involved in teams because they have to do an awful lot like they, they and not that it's an awful lot but like it feels like an awful lot at the start if that makes sense like your guard vet and your Tire protection and your your foundation coaching course and all. Okay, that. and I might so, I, I might sound like a right prick for this now as well, right? Mm-hmm. But you're left with a quality trainer of yeah. someone who wants to be there, yeah. of someone who is passionate enough to coach and to be there in the first place. And if you want to do that, mm-hmm. you will jump through every hoop, you will fill in every piece of paper, you will tape up every tear or seam that you can find mm-hmm. to have everything perfect. And you're getting rid of the people who don't, don't want to, want to be yeah. there or don't want to do it. So if a person is genuine and they want to coach and they want to help kids and they want to develop uh, or instill their knowledge and their skills onto people and develop children's skills and hone in on their careers and their, what is the word I'm looking for, talents. Mm-hmm you only want the best of the best yeah. so if they want to do it they will put this extra step in place you can do it at your computer you don't have to go anywhere mm-hmm. it's literally you log on the same as you would do with a, a course that you're going to do your safeguarding etc in it pass the course you get the search straight away to say congratulations yeah. I'm done I think maybe if it like if, if it obviously wasn't a, like a bigger like a massive scale like obviously the referees have to do I think maybe it was like a basic one like an introductory one or whatever the case may be you know I think but I'm not even talking about the full in-service I'm literally yeah. talking about passing a rules test like if you do your driver's no harm, theory like test you have to go and you have to pass yeah. your test and you have to know that you know the rules of the road fairly decent enough before you're given a provisional licence to go and get lessons to go and do your driver's test yeah I don't think that's going to stop though the ignorance of people it's though. probably not but so like it'll, it would, it, it'll, it's just another it's just another piece of paper I suppose that people are going to have but I genuinely don't think it's going to stop um, the aggressiveness that you know some referees and other people have you know obviously had thrown at them I don't think it's going to stop that and I think that's just down to the person themselves and you know it kind of you know really tells an awful lot about the person now I'm also character. turning this back the other way as well because Eddie has had experience of this where 
the get respect give respect campaign is obviously there so if you give or if you get respect from people you're going to give respect but yes. that works both ways Certainly because does, he's yeah. encountered some referees as well and I'm not saying whether it's Carlo or Kilkenny yep. but some of those referees don't give respect to managers they don't give respect mm-hmm. to players who are being respectful it has to be said Yeah, and that gives most referees a bad name because they're looking at a couple of well, let's say bad eggs you know yeah. that are going around and they might be cursing at people mm-hmm. or cursing at managers themselves or being happen. aggressive yeah. you know so I mean it's not all one sided and mm-hmm. we have to be balanced when we're doing these yeah. things as well like so but Hang I just on, don't think, I just don't think it's. Uh, I just don't think the letter being sent. You know, no, no, that that, that was disgusting. That was that was no. It was really. It was just. It was. Like, just could you horrible. imagine if that was me or you? Yeah. And we were a referee, and that turned up on your doorstep. Like, well, how would you feel? Well, to be honest with you, Martin, it then kind of goes to one the question: like, why are we not? Why are not? Why are many people not actually taking up, taking up refereeing? That's why. Well, we've asked the question: if you look at how many past players, even your past players that, that you were past there <laughs> no 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 but yeah, you, no, you're you, right. you know what I mean you yeah. you look at the team back to 2016 that won the All-Ireland yeah. title etc yeah. you look at the team that goes back to 1994 yeah. when we last won a title I mean you're only looking at 30 something years ago right yeah. that, that person is still late 40s early 50s mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. there is I, I wouldn't say there's any of them of any of those teams that's actually refereeing at any stage I'll tell you there's one Sorry, I'm wrong. Kira Murphy. It's the only one. Yeah, Kira. Mur- I I do. Literally, yes, Kira Murphy is the only one. The only one. Other than that, you're hundred percent. You're hundred percent spot on that. There's no one else refereeing. But Jermaine, look at all the young. Sorry, look at all the young whistlers that are mm. after going through the ranks in the past ten years. Yeah. And have like there was, I think there was one year. Was the one year we had six, and by the end of the year we had none because they all got abuse of some shape, way or form from... And I mean, even... But there was a girl doing it at the Command to Leinster uh, blitz that we had here in Ola Park, Park a couple of weeks, weeks ago. ago. It was under 12. Yeah. And one of the, the poor referees came off crying because uh, a, a, an adult yeah. and a coach or mentor was, you know, after upsetting her to a degree that made her come cry coming off the field. And like these kids were under 15. And I think you need to just reiterate that there now again, Lillian. Kids. 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 Absolutely. But Children. Like if you have grown adults making a child cry over something that they're doing voluntary, says an awful lot about that person. And who at that club or county or whatever the case would be they need to have a serious look of having that person if they're involved as a mentor or whatever yeah. the case may be but look we said this two years ago we said it uh, towards the end of last year we said it at the start of this year as well that we were going to be talking about this and we'd be going around in circles and circles and we'd be yeah. talking about it in 12 and months time we'd be we talking are. about it in 24 months time mm. and here we are probably less than four months I'd say since we last chatted about this Yeah. but we never thought it would actually come to the stage of a date at the weekend yeah but I think you know I, I think it had to and I think that's only the start of it and I think that's only a small degree of what could happen and I genuinely think something really needs to be done now and, and it like you know but I think Anya lack of respect all around like but this I give have respect get respect campaign is not being followed through at all and I was at the I was at the hurling match at the weekend and the programme had like a page in it and it was basically looking for referees and it had the give respect get respect um, campaign logo on it or whatever and I was just looking at it I was like sorry but it's a load of baloney it's, it's not being respect, followed through we're not promoting everybody, it not just the referees yeah. and I have full sympathy 
sympathy for the referees involved. It shouldn't happen, but it's happening with us as county board officials. Oh, it's not just it's yeah. happening in and around clubs mm. where you go. And I go to a lot of clubs and clubhouses around the county, and even down to <clears> the <throat> basic basic respect for the grounds and basic respect for the equipment that's put there in the grounds gets me. Yeah. Like newly painted walls and newly painted doors and state-of-the-art ball walls five yards from the door and where are the kids baiting the ball? Off the door or the wall. Yeah. Like I think we have to go back to basics with it and start it from the ground level up and instill respect in our charges into what we've put there for them. Mm-hmm. Not just you know by all means and of course respect anybody that you come in contact with but start at the ground level and instill a respect in the grounds we all have these fabulous grounds now and it buggers me to go to pitches and see kids beating the ball off of everything they should be beating it off Mm -hmm. they shouldn't be beating it off and nobody pulling them up because they're afraid with this PC world that we live in that mammy or daddy are going to come in the gate we have to have basic rules within our clubs that you respect everybody you come in contact with Mm -hmm. and you respect the premises and just go back to the basics because I for one am fed up of getting other people's abuse and other people's probably nasty opinions for doing something that I like to do Mm -hmm. and most of these people have never stood on a gate they've never contributed to their to their club environment they've never probably they don't contribute in any way Mm -hmm. shape or form but they have an opinion and I must listen to their opinion yeah like do you start with something as basic like you know I suppose when the referee is maybe going to this at the start of the match does he bring in get the two teams to line up because I know years ago the the referees used to do they used to just line up both teams on either side he talked to two teams like do you bring the management team into that do you get both teams to line up on the field you know across from each other referee stand in the middle talk and gesture it will not work I mean, you you yeah. take it right. I mean, and I've done intercounty umpiring for a lot of referees besides Gavin, obviously. Yeah. Um, I've done umpiring for different lads, different age groups, different grades, etc. And ninety nine times out of a hundred, the referee will get the two captains in, and he'll. I won't say he lay down the law, but he will give them what he's expecting them to do. Yeah. So he'll tell him out straight that you know he's not going to accept back chat if he hears anyone giving him any guff or grief that they're going to be penalised, and that will go for both the players on the pitch mm-hmm. and the players off the pitch, which yeah. is the management team, etc. But do the captains then actually go over and say as two of the boys, lads, look, you know, you're going to have to shut up because he's not going to put up with us, etc. Or do they just go and say, look, lads, we're playing again the breeze or whatever, we're playing into that goal, etc. So, I mean, do you make a big deal of it then and do, but I mean, that's extra work then for the referee because if you have a a manager that's there and maybe you've had a bit of beef with them before and they're looking and they're going, Jesus Christ, not this fella again, like, you know, and he's harping on about this, that and the other thing. But that's the give respect, get respect. Bring him in, talk to him and say, listen, lads, I'm not going to tolerate this, that and the other. Keep your mouths quiet over there. Um, I will ask you to leave the field if I start hearing any abuse or I'll just can't call off the match altogether simple as I think referees are going to have to get a little more stricter and I do I genuinely do feel that over the next couple of weeks I think if there is a word said left right or centre to any of the referees I do feel like there's going to be red cards and matches abandoned I do think that's the way because a lot of referees are very very hurt 
yeah. over this latest now, we, scenario. We, we have to stress, right, and I, I was talking to Adrian Ronan and Mickey Welch about this, and I mean, they have managed, they've played, uh, they haven't refereed and I've come up against both of them and as I said to Ronnie myself and Ronnie has had many a uh, run and mm-hmm. battle on the pitch but it's because he's passionate yeah. as well about his team but it never got nasty or anything that way it was just a coach being passionate we have to be careful you can't take the passion out of a coach no, either no you can't there's a certain amount that you know you nearly kind of expect in a certain way that if a lad is on the sideline and he say for F's sake on you you know yeah. what the hell was that for mm-hmm. or he's effing riding as the whole time you know or you know That's you get, you get throwaway heads. comments but when they yeah. start getting personal and they start getting of a threatening nature yeah. then it's when you have to deal with it and yeah. they start going outside the gate like more, we all can be passionate of matches but once the match is over and the whistle blows, that's it. Mm-hmm. And that should be it. And it shouldn't but it be should going be. any and it shouldn't be going any further. No. And but like what, what whatever about if you're outside in a car park and you're going to a car and they're still verbally abusing you or whatever, okay. It sh- it shouldn't happen. It's not nice, etc. But when you have somebody that sits down at a table, takes out a piece of paper yeah. and a pen and hand writes a letter and then puts it in an envelope seals the envelope writes the referee's name and address on it puts a stamp on it puts it in the post box and sends it off to a referee that's taking things way 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 too far yeah way too far couldn't agree more like there's no guarantee and I don't know who this person was there is no guarantee that when that letter arrived at the referee's house it could have been my house that it arrived at and you open this piece of paper that came in an envelope and you read it and you're looking at the bottom of it and it Mm. mentions I know all about you and I know all about your family like what's the first thing you're going to think of you don't know whether this threat is real you don't know whether it's only fake and they're just trying to put off steam or something on a piece of paper you can't take that chance as a human being no No, you can't not when your family is involved and and, and, you know this particular man does have a a young family etc involved in it like so I mean you're thinking I have to protect my family do I need now to be looking over my shoulder there's a lad walking down the street here when I'm coming out to my car there shouldn't anybody ever have to do you that. You know, it, it, yeah. it's so frightening. I, I, and I don't think people actually grasp the idea of it. I mean, it's the very same with anybody that gets a message online threatening them or mm-hmm. receiving death threats or whatever. Even soccer players, yeah. etc. I mean, I, I would bring them into this debate as well because you don't know whether a threat is viable, whether it's real or whether it's not real. And you can't be the person to take that chance. And if you have to be looking over your shoulder because of a bloody match that you went out to referee and someone wasn't happy about it, something seriously needs to be done. And I don't think this is a GAA issue. I think whoever this person is, and this is only my personal opinion that I'm making, I think they need to be made an example of. It's not as per se a GEA problem this is a guard issue should be dealt with the very same as it was a threat to somebody's life and this person should be punished accordingly yeah I think and that's just my opinion yeah because if something like that is not done who's going to stop you if I'm out refereeing a total wrong game in a couple of weeks' time or whatever and you send me an anonymous letter you don't know and I don't know who you are because you know my home address, etc. And you're telling me, well, I know where you live and we're going to be waiting for you the next time that you're out on the pitch. What are you going to be thinking to yourself? <sighs> yeah, the, the lengths you'd have to go to find the address. And some people so. might think that I'm being melodramatic or drama you know, about it, but not. you don't. No. And that's exactly true. The lengths you'd have to go to find somebody's address. Like, where do you find someone's address these? I don't know. 
<laughs> like, where do you find someone? Well, it's, it's very a good point because, like, I mean, there. Are, while the phone number is available, yeah, for the oh, for obvious reasons, cetera, yeah, yeah, there is no addresses anywhere on them. Well, not that I'm aware of anyway. Like, mm. so, um, it used to be the case that the addresses was posted, but yeah. like, that's or you might be lucky enough years and years ago to find the address in a phone book, which are the phone books are gone now, nearly now. at this stage. Yeah, I don't know. Sorry, I'm showing my... I mean, how many people really have a house phone now at this stage yeah. at home? It's nearly all mobile yeah, phones. True. it's nearly all mobile phones. Like, the lens that this person, you know, went to do it, I don't know. Like, and you know what? Do you know what? The, the worst thing about it is somebody somewhere knows who it is. Yeah. And listen, you know, the dogs in the street can, are all ta- can talk as well. Somebody somewhere knows it. It was probably said in a pub, you know, after the matter, whatever, I'm going to write a letter, or blah, 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 whatever the case may be. Somebody somewhere does know about it. And I think if they had any part in it or if they, whatever the case may be, I think it's it's disgusting. It's really, really disgusting. It's an absolute disgrace. And I think puts you on the other foot. Imagine if you had received that letter. Yeah, and you see, I think a little bit of reverse psychology is needed because mm. I wonder if the same thing was done to the letter writer. How, Where would they go or yeah, what would they think? Yeah, exactly. Well, I know if I got it in the front door, I'd be terrified. Yeah. But like, sorry now, if I got, in, if I got that letter, <laughs> I ain't reffing again. It's not happening. Yeah. I'm not doing it. No way. Forget about it. And how many referees have we lost up and down yeah. because of similar incidents that yeah. weren't documented? And like, if we keep losing referees and not getting new referees in, we're not going to be able to have our matches. Exactly. Like, we're not. And then you're going to see the decline in GA, Camogie, the whole lot. We're, it's literally going to be gone unless something is done. Like, do we? I don't know. It's like, I think this is a, a big... We don't know about this. This is the point that mm. we made earlier on. We are now going around in circles and we're only highlighting this because of the fact it is so serious. Um, and I mean, in fairness to anyone that I spoke to over the weekend all of the referees they were garnered support all of the clubs actually a lot of the clubs what they'd done was put up the get respect get or the give respect get respect um, logo and put it up on it that with the club name so just for argument's sake Tullerone supports Kilkenny referees in their action or whatever at the weekend yeah. and stand up to whatever was the hashtag some of them used and I saw that in a lot of the clubs <coughs> mm-hmm. including a lot of the camogie clubs yeah, etc so the support is there for the referees and maybe it's hitting home with a lot of people now as well you know that mm. you can't tolerate that pe- people and I heard Adrian even saying it earlier on that if you have the gobshite that's at the sideline and they're <coughs> sorry I have a frog in the throat and they're giving a referee gusto and it's not the normal you know as we said shit throwaway comments or whatever but mm-hmm. they're actually being very abusive and they're threatening that you actually go over and you say to them you know shut up cop on to yourself yeah. and a lot of the people are actually starting to think well I have to do this now because if not okay this fella could abandon the game the game yeah. is off we've come to watch the game so why should I let one person ruin it for everybody else yeah like I do I do. Think and the more people maybe do that the more it might highlight it and these yeah. gobshites might go away yeah. but at the end of the day people like this people that do things like this are basically bullies and they yeah. don't like being confronted and maybe we have to take a little bit of personal responsibility ourselves and if we see somebody doing something at a match that we don't like go over and tap them on the shoulder and yeah. say look this isn't good enough but I think it is I think it's very I think like I think basic things I know what you're saying that it's just a token of you know maybe the referee bringing them in or whatever the case may be but like I do think like you know small things like that have to be done I I genuinely do feel that after and I see it happening underage underage in the GA um, all the players after a match they all kind of line up you know and walk through each other and they click cards or whatever the case may be you don't really see that too often 
in camogie like you know at ad- we'll say at adults level like no, but you know, players go around and they shake their hands it? but this is what I mean like I genuinely think after every match both teams should line up like they do in the soccer and shake the hands of the referees or whatever the case may be I do think that that, that needs to be given because at the end of the day the, referee, the game can't go ahead without the referee but I actually say now today and especially in the Kells Road the amount of people that actually came up to the officials afterwards parents etc of one or six teams and said well done great job mm-hmm. so nice to see yeah you know and it goes a long way because that little gesture you know makes all the difference to somebody who's going out and I mean a referee I mean Bernard Heaney was coming down from me I don't know how long it took Bernard to get down from Kilkenny today but he had his four umpires with him so he left at whatever time he left me that mm-hmm. day he came to Kilkenny refereed the game it would be so nice if people went up to him and said thanks well done yeah, thanks a million for that you yeah. know and he's gone home and he's delighted instead of you going up to his face and telling him you're not only an F and B and you know F back to me for yourself and the whole bloody kit and caboodle and you're doing not only giving him abuse and the whole lot and he has to get back into a car with four fellas and the five of them is doing not only talking about the incident and the amount of abuse that he received after the match going home yeah no I think how many times has that been done all over the country numerous times anyway say la vie as the fella says unfortunately yeah. um, Anya Lillian as always my thanks we probably ran on a small little bit than I meant to but on this but um, I think it is an important issue when I think if anything comes out of the referee withdrawal at the weekend and the amount that it was highlighted in particular um, and the way it was done so look we're all in support of our match referees we can't have games without them and going forward we would appeal to everyone to please like our Leinster chairperson did earlier on today Linda Kenyon I thought she made a brilliant speech out in the Kells Road earlier on we have to respect your officials we need going forward not only today but going forward for the next couple of months for the next couple of years that it's not just when something like this happens that everybody says yeah we need to stop it and then in two or three weeks time we're back to chatting about it again hopefully we won't and that we can get a couple of matches played in the year and we'll have very little I won't Wouldn't say. It would be great to be able to come mm-hmm. in here. Sorry, I turned Wouldn't you off. It would be great to be able to come in here and not have to be given out. But we'd love that. Mm. I mean, this could have been a nice short podcast this evening for people just to listen about the matches. Yeah. You know, coming up, it would have been great. And the majority of this has been spent talking again, and again about gobshite. It, it takes away from the promotion of Doesn't adjust. Yeah. Do you know? Anyway, again, thank you, Lillian. Thank you, Anya. It has been a pleasure on this Monday evening. Don't forget that uh, Come On Kind is available wherever you get your podcasts from. It will be live, as always, on the Tuesday. And my thanks to everybody who contributed uh, to the programme and always do and we're always looking for contributors so if any of the players is out there we're always looking for different players to get in contact with us from all around uh, Ireland especially at this moment in time the inter-county players if you would like to come on um, and have a chat to us about your own county or the development that is going on within your own county as well we would love to hear from you and you can do so when we are off air through comeonkind at kclr96fm.com and if you want to give us an email leave a Number, we'd be delighted to get back in contact with you and bring you on here. We do the recording on a Monday evening um, and we can always pre-record a little bit if necessary as well for you. If you can't do it during the day, we're flexible, we work around people, but we want to hear from you, our listeners, our players, what your thoughts are, etc. Or if you have any issues that you would like brought up as well, talking about things all camogie, we'd certainly highlight them here because we're probably not... Uh, 
we're not afraid to bring a bit of controversy if we need to. <laughs> you know, if it has to be said, it has to be said. Very true. We don't like doing it, but, you know, we'll highlight problems if they're around. Anyway, this is it from ourselves coming up late on this Monday evening. Enjoy the rest of your week. If you have games on the weekend, the very best of luck to one and all. The very best of luck to all of our teams out at the weekend. And we will chat to you again next week as always. So from myself and Dawn, you here in the KCLR studios. It's a goodbye. Bye. Bye. This is Come On Kind with Martin Quilty and Onya Fahmi. Oh